Well, Darren, uh, welcome. I'm certainly excited to learn more about Ignite Happy and uh, certainly what got you there and, uh, um, you know, just what you're doing with the organization, with, with, you know, with your company and, uh, you know, how you're helping people, um, you know, through this. And so maybe you could just explain a little bit to, to folks that don't know about Ignite Happy and, you know, really what it's all about. Hey Scott, great, uh, great to be here with you. Thanks for having me on your uh, your podcast. Uh, love uh, love what you're doing. Excellent. Uh, you know, ignite happy is it's uh, it's been a journey. It uh, is something that uh, like anything in life, when we transform or change, it takes time. And uh, I had an awakening uh, about four years ago that hmm. I started to see things differently. And uh, what I recognized at that point is uh, my happiness wasn't what I thought it was. And uh, yeah. In fact, I started to explore that. I started to, to write a business plan. I started to just dig in to see where happiness really, really existed. And uh, what formed was this company called Ignite Happy after many, yeah. many events and stories. And uh, it really got me to get out to the world in a different way. What were, what were some of those things that you started to kind of realize for yourself or just start to maybe like question or maybe sure. just had an experience? I know for myself, part of my transformation came after taking care of my mother. And so that was a huge life altering event that really made me kind of question a lot of things. And so how did, you know, how did that transition for you? Yeah. You know, you're spot on about life altering events. Sometimes we need to get uncomfortable to start to see things differently and uh, appreciate and have gratitude in different ways. You know, for me, yeah. I was actually, I was actually at a diversity and inclusion event mm. and, um, I went into that event uh, with 25 other people. There were four people like me as a white male, and um, you know, through those through those four days of immersion together, um, I, I basically woke up. And it was yeah. it was during that time where I realized um, I wasn't living my purpose. I went into that event with a purpose of bringing out the best of myself and those around me every day. Mm. Yeah. And what I realized, I was doing that for people that were like me. Mm. Yeah. that were similar to, to me uh, based on maybe neighborhood, uh, community, things we like. Um, I wasn't comfortable with difference. And I realized at that point as I, I uncovered an unconscious bias that I, that I um, you know, it was terrifying, you know, I had to come out with. Well, and that's the, what you just said there, unconscious bias. I think that that's a huge term that people don't really talk about. They don't really hear. Uh, I was fortunate enough to go through um, and, and be, when I was part of Hanover, part of their inclusion and diversity um, uh, board that they were starting to build to really, you know, um, open it up to more of the organization. And one thing that we did a lot of training in, and I've always been an individual when I first started recruiting, I got trained as a diversity recruiter. You know, I, I, I certainly understood right. that while, you know, I don't necessarily, and we were just kind of talking about this, uh, you know, I'm certainly, you know, don't have racist tendencies in any way, shape or form, but just that in itself isn't enough, right? And it and and unfortunately, you know, too many people like myself thought it was enough in the past, and and we realized that it, you know it truly isn't enough anymore. That you know we we can't just sit silent anymore. But mm -hmm. unconscious bias is really something that people don't explore and people don't even truly truly understand until they go through training. Um, 
of just really what you bring to the table with each and every thought and decision and action that you take, um, especially when you're not being mindful about who you are and what you're doing. You know, a lot of these things can just naturally dictate what you do and how you say. Um, and so can you just tell me a little bit more about that training for yourself and, and, and what were maybe some of the things afterwards that you really said, okay, I want to, I want to work on this. And obviously the company came from that, but what were the steps that got you to start thinking about building Ignite Happy from that event? Yeah, great, great question. And yeah, I agree with you too, but it's about every interaction that we live in where we, we need to take notice. And uh, for folks listening, I would ask us to just be, be present and ask yourself, are you really all in on this topic? Or are you caring in a different way? Are you curious about if you are acting in ways that may have racist, racist tendencies? I, I agree, I don't think we view ourselves in that way, mm -hmm. that we would, ever, we would ever go down that path. Yeah, what I, what I realized at this DNI event, um, we were going through four days of conversations and we were working with each other morning, day and night literally we're mm -hmm. staying in the same complex we got to know each other very well yeah. uh, our mutual friend nakia who is one of the people that um i got to know very well there and um the first two days you, you found out where people were from what they were made of what got them excited what brought joy to them their families all this stuff and then you we started to get comfortable with each other and when we started to get comfortable with each other we started to share the frustrations of, of what's going on in the world yeah and the frustrations of um how people are treated and Going into this event, it was recognized that the U.S. society is built based on a white male culture, mm -hmm. uh, and it was a recognition at that point that we were we were talking about the issues where people feel belittled, people feel like they were talked down to, people feel like they're pulled over um, in their car, uh, they feel like they're looked at uh, um, unfairly, unjustly, uh, inappropriately at times just because of the way they look, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and as we were going through those events and everybody was sharing something. And again, I was one of five white males out of 25 people with 20 non-white males. And I started to recognize that I wasn't seeing that until I started to hear people that I, I started to, to really know, started mm -hmm. to get to care about, to recognize that, wow, this is real. You know, was, these issues are all around us. You know, it was crazy. I read a story one time where, um, uh, uh, gentleman talked about how he didn't want to go for a walk in his neighborhood because um, by himself because he feared that just a a normal walk in around his neighbor around his neighborhood could result in some way him being you know targeted for some reason and he didn't feel safe and I had just come off of a weekend of doing this um this David Goggins thing where he runs uh, four miles every four hours for 48 hours. And so I've had a hip replacement, so I, I only walked it, but I wanted to do this thing. And so I, I was walking at one in the morning, at five in the morning, at 11 at night or whatever it was. And it never once dawned on me that I was potentially in danger from like the police for walking around my neighborhood, you know, something that I should feel protected. And so that article really kind of slapped me in the face even more so when it was just like, I didn't even realize my unconscious bias, right? Like the things that I take for granted, 
you know, other people worry about. And that's really what that really kind of comes down to is that perspective that, hey, unless you understand that other individual's perspective, you don't even know that you have this bias right now. <laughs> you don't even understand that you have that. And so that's where I believe, you know, just conversation and just talking to people really opens up that door because we all have something in common. And, and it's our and it's our duty to, to, to find that commonality instead of that difference, right? Yeah, I, I'd say and. Yeah. That, you know, the commonality and the difference, that's the beauty. That's where the beauty is, actually, in my mind. Yeah, yeah, seeing, yeah. But seeing both is, is critical to your point. Mm-hmm. And, and I love the fact that you shared that. It's, you know, being vulnerable together here. I appreciate that. And mm. um, I actually had chills as you're talking about uh, your story. Because it's true. We walk around at one or five in the morning um, and there, there's privilege in that. There's, um, there's something, uh, there's a level of comfort. And then as you're talking, there's a level of discomfort. And, yeah. and you know, and, and, and back into where I was in my story, there's that yeah. discomfort. There's actually a level of shame. There's a level of guilt. Mm-hmm. And I was terrified actually when at, at that moment when I recognized my purpose, I wasn't living out my purpose. That's what this mm-hmm. show is all about. Right. Yeah. I was trying to bring out the best of people all around me. And I was recognizing I wasn't doing that in the very people that I was looking at in front of me. Mm-hmm. that were struggling that actually needed mm-hmm. my help yeah where everybody else didn't really need my help mm-hmm. maybe that was easier i don't know but i was so terrified that i sat there and i was basically shaking inside and um i couldn't sleep that night and i, I approached the, the group the next morning to ask if i could open up because i just needed to share how i felt i was dishonest i wasn't as open as i could have been i wasn't answering the questions fully the day before and then i was committing to change because I, I actually came out emotionally saying, I, I recognized I had this unconscious bias. It be, I became conscious, which yeah, means I actually yeah. got real present. I got real deep and I got vulnerable because I felt like that was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, was, I don't think I'm a bad person. I'm not. I'm a very uh, kind and loving. And I wasn't doing that for the very people, maybe at the time I was uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. But these very people that I was actually holding back were actually holding me up. They picked me up during this event because as I was looking out to like Nikia, and yeah. other folks that are different than myself, they looked at me with, with bright eyes mm. that was just sharing the love of, okay, you're, you're being vulnerable with us. You want to help. And that yeah. was to me, like, it was a, it was a connection where everything started to change to your question about how to ignite happy spark. This was the initial spark of, oh my God, I needed to change. And at that point I changed my purpose to start to say, you know what? I see a beauty in, in people all around me. There's a light in all of us. That's and it, when right? I started to look, look past, uh, you know, the barriers that are in front of us, I started to see the beauty and that the beauty in the eyes of like Nikia, for example, yeah. started to get me to change and be different. And um, I committed coming out of that DNI event to, um, to be a difference. And that one of the ways is I needed to be different. So I actually started this, this uh, process, this um, accountability reminder, which is a pink pen. Yeah. I, from that day forward, I carried a version of this pink pen with me uh, since you know four years ago. And I write yeah. contracts with this. I write um, thank you notes, whatever it is, this is what I'm doing. I write a note to my family yeah. uh, for their birthday cards, whatever it's, it's in a pink pen. Cause it's my reminder to look for differences. Welcome that, accept that. I love that. And, and it's so true. And it, it really, um, uh, I mean, it's amazing how, um, you know, we take this event and then kind of morph it into something that, you know, we can really do something with instead of just coming out of that event saying, oh, that was great. And then not doing anything. And I love the, the, the pen because I'm a, 
I love to journal. My whole transformation started with just like you were saying, understanding kind of where I was. And then once I started to understand where I was and I got real vulnerable with successes that I've had in my life and then not so great things that have happened in my life and, you know, and all of that accountability and all of that responsibility and then just saying, okay, well, what do I want to do with the time that I have left? And, and that's it. Like what happened wasn't wrong, but now you have an ability to just change that direction and change that direction for people, um, you know, and help people along that way. And so I'm, I'm really excited that you had that within yourself, but then also now wanted to kind of transform that into being able to give that to other people. And so how have you been able to do that with Ignite Happy? Yeah, I mean, to, to get to, to there, you know, there was, um, there were many moments to, I love your point around, um, you know, going from here. Yeah. Um, I like reflecting and a lot of the stories in my upcoming book talk about reflection of, of stories we've had and how does it translate to the world we're in and to how we use it to, to move forward and learn and grow from it. So I love mm-hmm. to your point. I go back and realize I wasn't the best leader, uh, caretaker, friend. Uh, I mean, I learned from that. I don't beat yeah. myself up over it. I have yeah. to learn from it and move forward so I can be better. I think a lot of us get stuck in what happened in the past. You've heard that, right? People live in the past. They live in, you know, they live through the small rearview mirror. They don't look forward in the big windshield. Like, that's, that's, we have to live today, right now, and, and well, take and, those as it, a way to move forward. And a lot of people can't forgive themselves for any things that have happened in right. the past, or they beat themselves up on, and, and, and to make a point where you're talking about just kind of talk, self-talk is a huge thing. And so when yeah. people, you know, one of the things that I work with a lot with individuals, and I'm sure you do too, is just, you know, what are the words that are coming out of your mouth? And, 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 how do other people hear that? But then also, how do you hear that? Like, what are you saying yeah. to yourself? Yeah. Um, because those are the words that you hear the most. And so the more that we can lift ourselves up, um, you know, push through and, and, and yeah, I'm a huge person on reflection because really when I started this journey for myself, one of the things was like, okay, I had heard about journaling and I knew the effects, but I looked Dude. at blank pages, but I didn't really know what to do with it. So I started to understand okay, what did I want for myself, right? Like what was going to be a successful week? Let me map that out. But then let me reflect on how I did. Did I do the things that I wanted to? If not, why? Did I consciously make those choices or did I subconsciously choose to do something else that wasn't as difficult, uh, you know, at that time? And then eventually you start to just mold yourself and move yourself in different directions. And the busier you get, the more energy you have because you're doing things for yourself that bring you joy, that bring you happiness, um, yeah. and you're being mindful and purposeful along the way. And that's a you know it's a huge place for for people to get to. So not to, not to get back, I want to obviously understand. Great. <laughs> um, no, it's connected. You're you still, your story about, is totally connected. Yeah. 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 Just, and yeah, so just, and so, how is the journey of building ignite? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, totally connected with, with what you're saying too about uh, the steps we, we take um, and how purposeful that is and uh, you know, building trust with ourselves, you know, having that mm-hmm. commitment to say, I'm going to look and reflect and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to modify and get better. Um, you know, because that's what, where I was. I was at this moment where I was at this event and think about this for a second. We live in our little bubbles, right? We mm-hmm. were protected. 
you know, we're, we're creatures where we kind of, we have fight or flight. We need to thrive in our world. We, a lot of people protect, I was protecting self-preservation. I was, you know, preserving sure. life and protecting what I knew. What I realized at that moment is I was so, I was so ashamed my bubble burst. And mm. I was, I was sharing to people what was going on. And I was sharing, you know, people like to pick me up and they hug me at the end and we we're all committed to change. And my bubble expanded when it, my bubble actually expanded, allowed me to actually look around and get silly a little bit to start to look at life differently, to get curious, start to actually mm -hmm. start to live with wonder again, because I grew up as a CPA and as a financial person, I had to kind of toe the line, right? I was very compliant um, through my years mm -hmm. at work in, in corporate America. And one day I was actually working on my cell phone. I was actually sitting there working and my daughter was there um, doing her homework. She completed her homework. And um, she's like, hey, Dad, I'd love to get a dessert. And, you know, as a reward or a treat, a sweet treat. And I'm like, you know, it's the middle of the week. It's a school week. And we, we typically don't, you know, do desserts during the week. And I kept, you know, going on my phone and acting like I was really, you know, solving world problems at work and on my cell phone. And uh, she's like, come on, Dad. Like, that was a lot, a big effort. And I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, ice cream? We don't want to do that. We don't want to do cake or cupcakes or cookies. She's like, how about Italian ice? And I'm like, okay, that's not so bad. And She's like, how about watermelon Italian ice? Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, that sounds like there's, that's healthier. <laughs> you know? So she grabbed it. We took the lid off the side and we, we actually split it a little bit. I went back to my phone and, you know, this was uh, another event that woke me up. And what happened is like, she was done and she was smiling. I, I put my phone down and I looked at her. I said, oh, you're really happy. And she's like, yeah, that was really good. Then out of the corner of my eye, on the corner of my eye, this lid was looking at me. This lid was upside down and I looked at my daughter and I'm like, do you see like, kind of like, do you see this? You know, you, you kind of like, you know, mm -hmm. so I was, I was being silly in the world. I, I, I took this lid and I, I turned it upside down and it was this one eyed smile, which is, it's, you know, it's the logo of Ignite Happy and it's the uh, logo of my upcoming yeah. book. And it's, it, it's, I'm pointing at her and she's like, oh my God. And her eyes and her mouth opened up. Like it was the first time we saw Disney and yeah. Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse and we were both in awe. And at that moment, I realized that the lid wasn't upside down. I was upside down. Yeah. And what I realized is that the love and the joy, it's all within me to connect in the world. And right here is where it is. And I'm on my phone. Until I put to, my, my phone down, I didn't recognize the beauty and the joy. It was right here. And it's simple things, right? Like it doesn't have to be these grand events. Like this simple little thing that, you know, you got silly with yeah. your daughter had you know, has just such a, a relieving effect on people for your daughter, for yourself with stress, all of it, right? Like in, but if we can't take time to be present, if we don't establish that family is a priority and, you know, we have to make that a priority and, and it's work and all of it is work. And if we're not putting effort into it, then, and then it becomes burdensome. We don't really enjoy it. So everything requires yeah. effort. Everything requires movement and, and you just have to move it in the direction that you want to. Yeah. That's key to, to take the effort and the action point. I think a lot of us get stuck. I mean, there's a survey that I saw that 70% of people are unhappy just because they're actually stuck in routine, boring routine, <laughs> routine that they're not moving forward. They're, they're, mm -hmm. they're not where they want it to be. And yeah, I can't get anywhere if you're not, you know, taking steps forward. Like, when, so, you know, so yeah. that, just so you could see it. Yeah. yeah. That's the one-eyed smile that was actually yeah. theirs. So it's, it's it. on my phone. So it's, yeah. yeah. It's a, <laughs> so I it's a, it's a good reminder. Yeah. Put my phone down a little bit. 
Um, but that was, you know, that was the, that was the moment where I said, Oh my God, I got to do a business plan. I wrote out a business plan. I'm like, I got to help people find this joy and this happiness. And I wrote the two business, two page business plan. And as I started writing, I started reflecting out on, you know, a story. And to your point about the power of journaling, the power of actually putting information down on a piece of paper, it was mm-hmm. therapy. It was amazing. Like I found joy in writing. I never had a dream to write a book. I'm about to launch a book in the next month. It feels fantastic, a, doesn't it? It's amazing. So like I went from a two-page business plan to like a 200-page book, <laughs> trying to ignite people to be to be happy through inclusion and love and, and un, really unearth their possibilities that live within them. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, and it's a great feeling to be able to, you know, say, okay, well, I've taken things from this level to this level, and I'm going to write a book. And regardless of what happens, the ability to, to write a book and publish a book, you know, is there for everyone. It's not limited to, to, to anybody. And so I had that same thing where, you know, uh, uh, it took me a long time. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, well, I can self-publish my own book if I want to. And here we go. Like, <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. It. That's great. I love it. Yeah, no. And that's fantastic. And so obviously the, the book will be a lot in the work that you've been doing over the past few years. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, the, the book started out purely in happiness and it was actually called Ignite Happy at one point. And I started a company called Ignite Happy. And as I was going through my journey uh, over the last three years of writing it, I recognized that my joy comes from seeing the joy in others. Yeah. And I was seeing that through inclusion. I was seeing mm-hmm. that through actually sharing love and, and um, exploring love in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, and then it morphed into a third level, which is like uh, it's around possibilities. And uh, what I realized is that my highest my highest goal, my highest highest purpose, is about possibilities. Because mm-hmm. I was when I think back about when I was young, I was I was behind as a child. I was actually a premature baby and uh, I was behind for many years and my, my mm. parents my parents uh, were hoping I'd be average in a good way in a supportive way and then I realized as I grew through a lot of their encouragement and, and um, growth that happened over the years I realized no no average is that's not good enough and I needed yeah. to take effort every day so that's yeah. that's something I recognize was really really important and uh, what I want to do when I see people actually realize that they're possible that there's mm-hmm. endless amounts of possibilities and there's a beauty in all of us there's a light mm-hmm. in all of us that actually could turn be turned on high and when i see that and when i see people's mm-hmm. eyes open up and i see people get emotional with me and i see people stop snarking at the word happiness or joy at work yeah then then you know what that does i i'm super that's, excited that's, I, yeah I'm off my, i'm in the air uh, well, so that's, that's where joy coming thing. for me yeah, and that's the amazing thing that people really need to understand is that there's something for everyone. We all have something unique and special with inside of us that it's really up to us to discover what that is, to develop what that is, and then to give that back to the world, right? Like it's, uh, you know, this is our wheel that we need to move, but we need help along the way. And so having a supportive, you know, platform with a night happy allows allows people to feel that support allows people to understand that hey i can take this and it feels good to do things along the way and to say hey i'm going to do this and then do it and then you realize that if i say that i do things and then i just put the effort in and then i do it that i can continue to take that along and who knows where it can go right it can it can it can lead to writing a book yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a living, proof, <laughs> living proof of that philosophy. And, you know, and I appreciate your mention of the book that way, because um, 
That's exactly what it is. I share vulnerable yeah. stories. I share real, real life examples. I share exercises within the book. And then throughout the book, there are um, questions or proposed um, actions. So I call them uh, intentional practice actions for folks to actually take every day. Take yeah. every day. It could be using a pen like this, or it could be looking for gratitude. And th there's more complex and, and um, expansive ideas in there. The, the idea is moving to a different direction, like having faith, you know, going a certain direction, knowing that you're going to go somewhere better and not really sure where you're going to end up. To me, that's faith, that's trust, that's belief. Those are the kind of words that people really need to, to embrace. And I try to encourage that throughout the book to say, this is possible. You have it in you. Let's go. Like, let me help you. And, you know, that's really where you need that support system because, you know, we, I've heard it along the way where you just have to trust the process um, because results don't get seen very often. And even at times when we hit goals, we don't feel like we accomplished it because we feel like there's more to accomplish. And so we don't take time to celebrate these things for ourselves. And so therefore, if we don't celebrate them, it just goes by the wayside and then we don't feel like we're getting anywhere. And so that's why it's, it's breaking things down. It's saying, okay, if this is what I want, I've got to do these small pieces to help move myself that way. And then as you start to move, celebrate these things because it's hard work, but all of it's hard work, whether you're unhappy and miserable with life, it's hard. Or if you're thrilled and, and everything is on fire and you're truly thriving, it's still hard, but it feels so much better because, you know, this is your movement, not somebody else's movement. Yeah, I love that. You know, it is those small, small moments and uh, we just have to take them and trust that we're moving forward. And um, I, think, I do think the key is, is that um, knowing that we all have that ability. Granted, we're all in different places, how we started this event. Yep. You know, there are um, different barriers for all of us and there are, there are fewer for some. And there are, there are um, things that are put on us that were taught to us, that were told to us, that, you know, since we were a baby. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the problem is like, we, we, come, we come into this world and then we're taught so many things and it's not, it's not the pure human way. And we, you know, we take um, certain steps where we feel entitled or we feel like we're better. And I think we need to turn that into if we feel like we're that way or we're privileged then we need to help each other. Yeah. Like, how do we put each other on an equal playing field so we could actually all embrace and enjoy life like, like we should? And you mentioned mm -hmm. that earlier. Like, I think we all have that ability, but we have to let our guards down. We have to be we have to figure out who our authentic selves really are. Like, you know, so as we as we work towards something, are we working towards something somebody told us to be or yeah. are we actually working towards something that is really meant to be for who I am. And, um, and I, I, my, one of my weaknesses is not stopping to celebrate. Um, I'm, I mm. want to keep pushing and I, I need to do a better job at that. At the same time, accomplishments are one get me joy. It's actually finding that joy along the way. It is the writing, it is the journaling, it's having conversations like this. It's having conversations with other people that really want to listen and be curious and actually have discussions. It doesn't mean yeah. we're anybody's exactly right. Cause I don't think anybody is. It's, it's that ability to be curious and to listen and to build and be genuine, mm -hmm. to be actually interested in someone. Like when I talk to leaders, like be interested in the people you're talking to. Don't yeah. have your agenda and push it. Like, right. Just step or, in and be genuine. 
yeah or then you know just don't do it like if if you're if you don't want to be somewhere having a conversation then just don't do it don't you know what i mean it's so much worse you know but but that's it you know being present is very difficult so put your phone down how many conversations have you had with somebody and their phone goes off and in the middle of a conversation, they could be talking to you or you're talking to them and they're, they're nodding their head, but they're looking in their phone, nodding their head. They are no longer listening to yeah. you. And the direct message is what you're saying is no longer important to me. Yeah. And that's a hard my, message to receive. Yeah, my phone just went off and it was hard. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, we train ourselves that way, you know, like it, you know, if I saw you on the street, Scott, and you know, and I, we walk by each other, we would typically say, "Hey, how, how are you?" I think now we'd stop and talk to each other, but yeah. "Hey, how are you?" We'd keep walking. So we actually train ourselves to do yeah. things that don't allow us to be present. Like, "How are you?" And then I walk away and I don't listen to what your answer is. That's yeah. a problem. Simple, yeah. Yeah. simple. Yeah. Guess what? We train ourselves to believe like that's a problem, or it is a problem that we don't want to listen. We train ourselves that happiness is actually temporary. Mm -hmm. happiness is a choice happiness is a skill happiness is a habit happiness is what you want to make it and to your point earlier we all have it and it's a unique thing i think the problem is it's not it's not globally defined yeah i think that's part of the problem and i think people are afraid to compare that hey someone's going to put something on facebook that they're really happy like don't don't compare like it's not compare like what is our happiness yeah and it's like oh i'm happy you know a lot of people will see that with you know people working out and posting a video and it's like nobody but you know, that doesn't have to be you. Like the things that bring me joy don't have to be the same things that bring you joy, but you have to discover what brings you joy. Maybe it's reading a book, maybe it's baking, maybe it's cooking, maybe it's going for a hike, maybe it's going for a walk, but find something that brings you joy so that you can then work on that. And, you know, uh, maybe it's woodworking, anything. It's it's anything (laughs) to your point. I I think it it comes down to acceptance of that thing, whatever that is that brings joy and not Mm -hmm. let people judge it. Because I I, I feel we live in the society where we're constantly judged. We're constantly comparing. Mm -hmm. We're afraid to not look good. You know, so we're we're all kind of like being pushed into our own little bubbles and we're afraid to come out. And then we wonder why 70 percent of people are unhappy. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's it. Cause you're living to other people's standards of your, of your own version right. of yourself. Cause you haven't defined Absolutely. what you want. And, uh, and it's a good outlet for stress, right? Like if you've got this thing that gives you this enjoyment and this happiness, then at times when you're stressed and when you need, cause we all need just like a rice cooker, we all need a pressure valve, right? Like it builds yeah. and builds and builds. And then if we don't have an outlet for it, what happens? We start acting you know, in ways that we don't really want to, that are not very productive for us. And so, you know, do those things, you know, and if you've got kids, bring them along, teach them, you know, and if you're just starting out, teach you both, you know, there's fun in all of that, that, and then it gives, you know, children, uh, you know, ways to understand healthy habits and routines and healthy ways to relieve their stress and, and all of those fun things that, uh, um, that we all really need. Yeah, we, we absolutely do. I mean, you know, having more joy than the misery in life brings happiness. And I think a lot of us are comfortable maybe more on the negative or misery because this we feel yeah. surrounded. We feel, you know, I think some of our um, insecurities get connected to that, you know, be it self-doubt. Like I had self-doubt writing my book and I still do, right? Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm overcovering that. And there's a lot of things, a lot of barriers that we all have 
in different forms. And um, I think, you know, overcoming that is truly being ourselves. Cause that way it's, you get, imagine being yourself and not trying to be somebody else. Like how much easier life is. And it's that's, so much easier. That's so much easier. <laughs> and then, I'm and not, then, and but that's really, really people flourish because it's all yeah. of a sudden, you know, yes, I can just be who I want to be. I can focus on the things that I'm good at. I know the things that I'm bad at and I might still work on them, but more than likely, sometimes I may never even overcome them. So let me learn how to, how to work around that. Right. Like, and yeah. you know, yeah. uh, no, absolutely. I mean, cause it, just being yourself, that doesn't mean, you know, finding happiness or experiencing happiness in the world. And that puts unhappiness on somebody else. That's not, mm -hmm. that doesn't count. So being, being yourself, but then trumping somebody else or, or hurting somebody else indirectly. I think there's yes. that, that's where that we need to be conscious. That's where we need to be curious. And, um, you know, there's some things I have fun with in my book around how to help people to say, no, stop right here. Mm -hmm. Like let's, let's explore this, uh, in our mind and start to change our way of, of thinking. And there's some, like, some fun ideas in the book to, to help us there. I mean, one simple thing that I talk about when I'm out doing keynotes is I, especially in today's day and age, we wear masks. Yeah. Right. A simple metaphor is when we think about the mask that we have on, think about that mask as the, the barrier of being our true self, the barrier mm -hmm. of how we've been acting prior to when the pandemic actually started. Because really, metaphorically, we've been hiding behind something. And what I'm really yeah. encouraging people is we start to take our mask off full time, hopefully soon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, how do we really want to show up? Like, who is that person? Do we want to speak from a point of love, a point of joy, a point of curiosity, of being a kid again? Because we all have a kid inside ourselves that got diminished just because we became adults and had all these responsibilities we need to live up to. We were told Isn't to be this or, or all this and that, right? And when I started to allow my kid to come out and imagine again, I started to see, I started, you know, I saw that one-eyed smile, right? I yeah. saw the ability where joy came from. And I don't know if you could see in the picture behind me, but those are all pictures of one-eyed smiles. Oh, Nice. I've seen, I've seen hundreds of them and, and other folks have seen hundreds of them. They send them to me because what's amazing is random things that really are not so random are right in front of us. When we, when we start to, it's so true. When we start to actually open up our world in a different way, like this one eyed smile for me, you start to discover life. You differently. Start to, yeah. Yeah. You know, you start to see them all the time. In fact, I was writing my last chapter this week, two days ago, and I was taking a break, going on a walk, staring out to the lake. And I'm not kidding you, Scott. I look to the bottom. I have chills telling you this. Look to the bottom. And there's this one-eyed smile looking at me. So it's like you talk about how I want to, I want to um, reflect to the world a certain way. I look in the water. And there's just one-eyed smile looking at back at me filled with joy. And I'm like, this yeah. is it. Well, and that's really where for me, you know, I'm a, uh, I'm a big universe guy. And I think that the universe right. gives us signs that uh, um, sometimes we don't see. But if we're if – we're, if we're paying attention, you know, we start to see it and, uh, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's that one eyed smile that lets you know that you're on the right path that, Absolutely. that you're following the right journey and what you're doing is, is, is not wrong and keep going because it's difficult, right? Like I'm sure there's times right in the book that it gets frustrating and you're just like, I don't know, this doesn't sound right. You know, maybe this, maybe this isn't going to come to it. So there's a lot of different emotions and things that happen oh, yeah. along yeah. with getting to this point and then seeing that smile just allows you to understand that it was all worth it and yeah. it's about to be done and all of those things that, uh, that go into it. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a different level of experiencing the world. To your point about the universe, when I when I go out and speak, I'll say to folks like, "Dare do I talk about connecting with the universe?" Mm. And what I mean by that is, there's a level there's a level of happiness and, and fulfillment that lives within us that actually is living with awe and wonderment. Mm. That wonderment of what could be around the next corner. And that that means, guess what? We need to be present. Mm. We need to go back to that moment where the DNI event, like where all of a sudden I got real real curious, conscious, and like, it was terrifying. Yet what it, the beauty of what that gave me is this level of wonderment and awe that I could now see things because I want to, and yeah. I'm gonna be vulnerable. I'm not gonna have all the right answers. I'm gonna be uncomfortable and I'm gonna share love and, and be genuine with people. Cause when I do that, people pick me up. And uh, yeah. you know, to your point about the universe, just a quick story. I was, I was heading over to um, Copenhagen on a plane, a long flight by myself. And I was, I was um, attending this conference. It was called the Happiness at Work Conference, right? Mm -hmm. And um, there's this World Happiness Report that comes out every year. And the Scandinavian countries are always top three, top five. And I'm like, what the heck's going on over there? So I'm, I'm going to fly over there and figure it out, right? They know what's going on. Um, so I went there and I felt a little guilty. I was missing one of my son's baseball games. Like I was leaving the family uh, you know, for, the, for the long weekend. You know, it just felt weird. I always travel with my family. And besides when I'm, when I'm traveling for work. And um, so I fell asleep overnight um, flight and I woke up that next morning. You know, you get those little breakfast boxes as you're yeah. about to land and stuff. So I opened up the breakfast box and I'm not kidding you. Like this, there was like a cinnamon roll that was a one-eyed smile. I'm like, oh my God, mm. this is exactly where I need to be. This is exactly where I need to of, be. Do you I take pictures it. of that? Yeah, that's good. Cause I, I, uh, I at this point. Yeah. I, I uh, uh, I collect pennies because at various times I've asked my dad. Uh, my dad passed away when I was a senior in high school, and when I was taking care of my mom, there was such uh, there was some difficult, difficult days and times and things like that, and different events that we would go to, and I would, I'd ask my dad to uh, send me a penny and let me know he was with me, and wow. man, enough, I have found some pennies in some random places awesome. that, uh, you know, and it's never, it's not like accidents, because I started to pick up on it, like, I would be having a thought, I'd be having a conversation in my mind about a topic that I wanted to kind of address, or something that I was thinking about, and then I remember even one time pulling up into a baseball field, having this thought, I opened up my car door, I put my legs down and there was a penny right there in the middle. Of, I could have parked anywhere on this grass field and, yeah. and I found this penny and, and it just allowed me to just story. understand whatever conversation I was having in my head that I needed to stay with that. Right. Like in the, and it's, yeah. 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 Love it. No, that's, a, that's a beautiful story. I, I love it. And I, I think, I do think there's a level uh, that you're thinking about that you're, you allow that to happen. It, that penny mm. was likely there. And maybe it was there for you. Maybe it was there for you when you were ready to see it. Maybe you parked there before or not. Who knows? You were ready. You yeah. believed. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the key is to our happiness to actually to kind of relieve ourselves of the things that haven't gone so well, you know, the struggles with your dad in those moments, yet you saw the beauty in what could be and you, you connected to something that was powerful. So yeah. you could actually see, no, you know what? There's something bigger than us. And that's the thing is like, if we get outside of our own bubbles and start to see that as humans and we interact together, there's something bigger than ourselves. And that's where we all need to kind of realize that we can connect in a unique way with, our, with our, our, our you know family members that have passed or people that are existing today. And right now we have an yeah. opportunity to live with a purpose that's un, you know, unbelievable and amazing. And Absolutely. what do we want to do with it, right? And it doesn't have yeah. to be this huge declaration to your point earlier. 
simple. Mm-hmm. Right? What do you believe in? And then live it out one step yeah. at a time. And then yeah. start to start to look for things in life a little bit differently. Like you look for pennies. I recognize <laughs> these one-eyed smiles. Whatever it is that makes us like thrive and get excited and be invigorated in life. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what that's what the joy is to me. And that that really unlocks the beauty and the endless possibilities all of it, yeah. that reside in all of us. Yeah. And so how do you help folks uh, with your company do that? I know you talked about, uh, you know, you go out and do some, some speaking events, but you know, with your organization, what are you, how are you, uh, how are you helping folks? I think a couple of ways. One is the book. So yep. that when folks mm-hmm. pick up the book, um, it's, you could go at this a few different ways. One is you could go at it individually and start to explore the world a little bit differently. Uh, my goal is to happily encourage people to, to take action and to move forward and to connect to what I believe um, are uh, opportunities that really reside around all of us and become powerless. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sorry, limitless. We become yeah. go from powerless to becoming limitless. Um, and then uh, folks could actually share that with a, a partner, uh, which I would recommend encouraging people to do this with someone else because they'll, you know, they'll help each other and make sure they go through the steps every day. Or you could bring this into the workplace as with teams or organizations. And the second thing is I'm out there speaking. So I do workshops. Um, I'll do speaking engagements uh, depending on uh, the need uh, mm-hmm. of an organization. I was just speaking at the World Happiness Foundation, for example, on, on uh, culture and people in the workplace. And I was just talking about how we could take steps to um, really live life as our happy, authentic selves and how to lead and engage with others, how to lead as an ally, really yeah. these human to human interactions that we're talking about. It's, it's just mm-hmm. how, to, how to put them into simple steps for individuals, teams, organizations, and leaders, like leaders to start to believe the importance of their people yeah. and actually genuinely care. When we do that, amazing things happen, no matter what it is, in business, in the community, for ourselves. And imagine if we could actually do that a bit more every day. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. Excellent. It's been, it's been fun. It's been a yeah, blast. It's, it's an amazing it's journey, right? Yeah. 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 And it's fun when it feels like that, right? It's a lot of work, but then when it also feels like it's just starting to take off, it's, it's, it's like, oh, there's so many things to do with this and there's so many yeah. ideas and there's so many avenues. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. And, and, you know, folks, depending on how you talk to would say, we need this right now. Our world needs this. Like we always need it right now in particular coming yeah. out of this pandemic and yeah. hopefully there's, there's clarity in the future. Let this be our awakening. Mm-hmm. Cause I think you and I've had our awakening, right? We, we had the ability to say, wow, let me sit back and take a look at life. Let me look at it deeply and then let me connect differently. And, and oh my God, I'm going to embrace those differences. Be it a penny, yeah. be it a one-eyed smile. Like it, those one-eyed smiles are unique. Each penny is unique and that represents who we all are. Mm-hmm. that ability mm-hmm. to be unique and accept that uniqueness and be silly at times like to be silly and connect in ways that allow us to actually come a lot yeah and i've saved every single one of those pennies that i awesome. find yeah because uh I'll, I'll do something with it i haven't decided what yet, like, but, yeah is there one that stuck set out to you aside from the one in that parking lot <clears throat> there's a couple that i have uh written down some stories uh with but uh um um you know just even being at like an alzheimer's event uh with one of them that uh that stuck out um that was really really impactful and that's really where um the ones that are impactful where it was least expected but yet like the thoughts were so intense um Mm -hmm. you know those are the ones that uh i typically you know i'll write a little note with um but yeah 
Yeah, that's crazy. And one thing I, I appreciate all of your time. You've been uh, very, very generous and I've just thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. It's been amazing. And I feel like we could keep going for a while, but, okay. uh, <laughs> but one thing that I wanted to, uh, I saw about you that uh, was really fascinating is that you foster, raise and train uh, guide dogs. Is that, yeah. uh, so, uh, you know, how did that whole thing get started for you? And that's an amazing thing that you've been doing and, and uh, um, so, yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we actually uh, love dogs, my, my wife and I. And before we had kids, we uh, were going to um, pick up a, a lab. We didn't know exactly where from or, or what kind. And um, we saw a service dog out and about. And we're like, oh, let's learn more about the program. And the program was called Guiding Eyes for the Blind. Mm-hmm. And uh, we contacted them. And, and you had to get, you actually had to get certified, you had to get trained, but it wasn't that hard. It's just, the beauty of the program is um, these dogs, um, typically um, you'd raise a dog and then give it back in a year. So it could help out someone that um, needs assistance um, for whatever reason. But um, we, we couldn't give a dog the dog back. We said, we can't do that. We'd love to raise a puppy for a year. We just couldn't, we couldn't think about giving the puppy back. <laughs> so there was, you know what I mean? So, there's yeah. a, so I, I, I praise the folks that, that do that because they're bringing these puppies back into the world for folks that need emotional help, that need help seeing uh, their way through life and other things. And uh, for me, we there was actually another part. There was actually a part where the program has broods. So we actually said, could we sign up for that program where they actually, I would say are probably tops of the litter and, and they actually raise, they actually have the puppies, take care of the puppies initially. Um, um, or you could actually have um, these dogs have the puppies back at the kennel, which we do uh, for safety concerns. And the, the reality is we probably, um, you know, we would be too nervous something happening that would go wrong. Yeah. Um, and so it's a beautiful thing because these dogs uh, are amazing. They, they actually yeah. can, they, they can connect with us better than I've ever, I could have ever imagined a dog. They hear us, they listen in a different way. Most importantly, they showed us, they showed us before we had kids how to love. Like this tru- mm-hmm. is truly about the unconditional love the dogs have they live in the presence they live in the moment to to please others i mean there's um, nothing like coming home and having a dog greet you right like for, and, for, for me i agree with that yeah you know and our i took third that dog that, we're on our third dog too just oh, so you know great. so yeah it's crazy it's, i uh, took it's that i took that analogy one time and i was just like okay well if my if my I don't have a dog right now, but if, if, if I walked home and, or I came home and my dog was that happy to see me, shouldn't I be that, say that, you know, that happy the minute some, anybody that I love, you know, comes walking through that door. And I had a little mind shift that like, yes, 100%. I've changed the way that I interact when I come home or when my wife comes home or somebody that I love comes through the door. Um, awesome. Because yeah, shouldn't I be just as happy as a dog? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I love that. I love that. You know, just the, it's that level of being present and yeah. you're very in, in tune with that, which is wonderful. And that level of, um, you know, I'm glad you're home, you know, mm. cause we don't know what happens every day and until something happens. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, appreciating that moment every time, I think is a good lesson for everybody. Um, yeah. And I got to do better. I'm going to commit with it. I'm going to make sure oh, anytime good. anybody walks in, I'm going to get up, give them a hug. That's and, it. Because, um, right, it's just, why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it just changes, it changes everything. Because 
Yeah, you're so happy when somebody greets you that way. Like that's yeah. a, that's fantastic. <laughs> Regardless yeah. of what happened in your day, like that's an amazing way to come home. And so yeah. uh, that's awesome. At first, at first, I might be like, uh, "Is everything okay?" What? The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Away, you know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You, well, you listen, know, Darren. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say a brief, brief connection too with my first, our first dog, Gotti dies uh, for the yeah. blind dog. Thel- our dog was Thelma, and she passed a couple of years ago. And um, we still, we're still grieving, and we miss her a ton. And to your point about seeing things in the universe in a different way, like we, we were on a family walk, and um, there was this like rabbit or bunny that was sitting on the side of the road when we were walking the other dogs, and this rabbit didn't didn't move. It was just staring at us and we all said oh my god that's thelma because mm. what rabbit wouldn't move when you got two dogs lunging at them and absolutely she was just staring at us it was an emotional yeah. mo- moment yeah. for us yeah but it was a beautiful moment because it allowed us to like just connect in the world and say it's okay like mm-hmm. folks that have passed they're with us in some way oh i see okay. that i i see it all the time in my backyard um i've got uh cardinals all the time and uh I didn't first start understanding it again while I was taking care of my mother. And I got to a point where um, towards the end, it was extremely, extremely difficult. And I didn't know how much longer I could keep taking care of her. And every day I would look out the window and I would see a red cardinal in the tree and I would feel my dad's presence. And I would be like, well, I will get through today. And it was enough strength to get me through today. And then I would see another cardinal tomorrow and that got me through tomorrow. And so now it's amazing. Again, I'm having thoughts. All of a sudden I look out my back window and a cardinal flies right up to the tree in front of me. And, you know, and it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, take it for what it is. But for me, it makes me really understand and just in tune with my thoughts with what I'm seeing, with how I'm feeling, and what these messages are are telling me, and uh, and it's a powerful thing. It does give you chills. It does give you. Uh, not everyone can understand it, but it's okay. It, but for me, it really does some uh, some amazing things. Yeah, it's awesome. It, you get acceptance for you being you, and yeah. accepting those stories and. Um... And it brings, and it brings peace, you know, it's seeing the bunny, it brings, you know, knowing that like, okay, there's a connection there regardless. And so you automate, you automatically make that connection and it feels good. It does. And it allows us to, I think, move forward, you know, take where we want to go. And, and, and recognize the pain that comes from having lost a pet or a loved one, uh, but then understanding and feeling that they're still with us, right? Like a lot of the journey starting my own company, there was a lot of times when it was just like, you know, can I still do this? Am I still, you know, like, should I go back to work full time? Like, what am I doing? Um, but you draw strength on everyone and their fight and their struggle and what they went through. And, you know, you realize that you're not alone. You can pull from all of that. So we're not alone. You know, yeah, no, not at all. I don't feel it. I, you know, I, 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 at least for me, I draw on all that, that strength from, from those from before. I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's important, important to know we're not alone and, and <clears throat> find the avenues where if we feel like we are, then find the outlets. You know, That's, it. That is. That's it. That's it. Excellent. Yeah.
Well, Darren, we're coming up on an hour. I want to be cognizant of your time. I, I appreciate all of this. Was This was an amazing conversation. Uh, Thank it, you. Thank you. you know, for really not knowing you before today's conversation, uh, you know, I really do appreciate uh, all of the information and certainly what you're doing for for those out in the community, uh, because that's that's really what the biggest impact is, is, is helping everyone um, you know, just try to find little bits and pieces for themselves. And uh, so thank you for all of that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me and uh, love, love the path you're on and uh, look forward to uh, see you, you around the community. Take care. Yeah, you as well. Thanks, Darren. You got it. See you. Bye, everybody. All right. So that was, uh, that was great.